0: Coming up, you might expect me to be in favor of this proposed legislation to ban TikTok, but I'll tell you why I'm not. It's a dangerous Patriot Act for the internet.
1: America needs this voice. The times are crazy, in a time of confusion, division, and lies. We need a brave voice of reason, understanding, and truth.
0: This is the Dinesh D'Souza Podcast. What do you think about the idea of banning the uh, Chinese uh, social media app that is called TikTok now? TikTok is an app. You've probably heard of it. Uh, You're also probably not on it. But a lot of people are on it. In fact, close to 94 million people uh, in the United States, mainly young people. Um, Debbie's daughter, my stepdaughter, is a big fan of TikTok. In fact, regularly shows up at the house, um, citing things that she's seen on t- TikTok. And of course, Debbie and I habitually <laughs> chuckle and laugh that TikTok is considered a valid and reliable source of information, but to her, it is. Uh, she gets her news from TikTok. Now, there are a whole bunch of people, uh, many uh, Republicans and many Democrats, both, that seem to be, and I mean, this is interesting, right? In a time of uh, political division, this is one thing on which it seems that establishment republicans and establishment Democrats seem to grunt, let's ban TikTok. And there is a proposed legislation that is called the Restrict Act, which is uh, supposed to be about banning TikTok. I'll talk about it in the next segment because it's really not about banning TikTok. In fact, it's about doing a whole bunch of other things that I don't think we want to do. It's a very alarming uh, and dangerous piece of legislation, a Patriot Act for the internet. But I'll come back to that. Uh, I wanna focus now on an article that I just saw from Rand Paul. It's published in a local paper in Kentucky, The Courier Journal, and it is a full-throated defense. Yes, a defense of TikTok. Now, uh, Rand Paul makes several arguments that are worth considering and I want to highlight them and comment on them. The first thing is he says that congressional Republicans have come with a, come up with a national strategy to permanently lose elections for a generation. Ban a social media app called TikTok that has 94 million primarily, that 94 million primarily young Americans use. So we're starting off with a sort of prudential argument. Hey, listen, lots of young people use TikTok. They obviously like TikTok. Uh, they're fans of TikTok, so you want to take away their TikTok. Well, uh, what, what are they going to think about a party that's trying to do that? Now, Rand Paul realizes there are Democrats who are pushing this as well, but he goes, look, the Democrats are really clever. They'll leave, they, they know how to push something. And then when it's enacted, they blame the Republicans for having pushed it as well. So this is something that will be a millstone around the neck of the Republicans. That's point number one. Number two. Rand Paul goes on to say, the complaint, of course, is that uh, TikTok is bad. TikTok is doing a lot of bad things. TikTok is promoting a lot of misinformation. TikTok is run by China, so it can become an instrument of Chinese propaganda. And therefore, we should, says Rand Paul, do what? Act like China ban it the way the Chinese would ban something that they didn't like, something is propaganda or misinformation or disinformation, so let's get rid of it. Suddenly we've become fans of cancel culture. So Rand Paul right away is noting the paradox, the irony, the seeming contradiction of on the one hand conservatives deploring this war against misinformation, a war that by the way is disproportionately or almost exclusively targeting conservatives and then Rand Paul says you want to basically join the cancel culture team, uh, in this case, by going after TikTok. Quote, do we really want to emulate China's um, speech bans? And then Rand Paul goes on to make an argument that I really am not wasn't familiar with uh, because I'm not on TikTok. Uh, when I heard about TikTok, I actually downloaded the app. I thought maybe one day I'll make some TikTok videos, but you know what? I haven't made any yet, so I'm not really on the app. But according to Rand Paul, TikTok is not, in fact, a kind of... Uh, echo chamber for Chinese propaganda. He says, quote, go to TikTok, search for Falun Gong, the anti communist religious sect that is persecuted in China. He goes, go to TikTok and search for videos advocating Taiwan's independence or criticism of Chinese premier Xi Jinping. He goes, videos are all over TikTok that are critical of official Chinese positions. Now, I can't verify myself that that's true, but I'm going to take Rand Paul's word for it. In other words, that TikTok, in fact, even though it it was set up as a Chinese company, it is in some way, I don't deny uh, or I wouldn't deny, beholden to the Chinese government. But nevertheless, if it's providing a wide range of views, Rand Paul's point is this is not a kind of simple case of of outright Chinese propaganda. And, um, Um, And then um, uh, finally, Rand Paul makes the point that uh, this game of censorship is not something that those of us who believe in free speech and free market should support at all. He makes the point that that we need to have more speech, not less speech. Uh, If you don't like TikTok, don't use it. If you're critical of what TikTok does, make a critique of it. Make a video and hey, post it on TikTok. Um, If TikTok, well, TikTok might censor my video well guess what we're all living in a world where facebook censors our videos and youtube censors our videos so it's not exactly like censorship today is a kind of unique property of tiktok tiktok in this sense um, uh, stealing our data, collect- the Chinese government collects data. Well, yeah, guess what? Mark Zuckerberg collects data and I don't trust him any more than I trust the Chinese government. In fact, many people have made the point that America's digital platforms are very much in cahoots, they're very much in league, they're in some senses beholden uh, to the Chinese. I'm uh, continuing my discussion of um, TikTok the um, uh, Chinese-run app, very popular in America, very popular in other places in the world, popular also um, in uh, China, although restricted uh, in China. And there's an attempt to restrict or block TikTok in the United States. This is the so-called Restrict Act. And the Restrict Act is um, being promoted as the remedy for TikTok. The bill, by the way, sponsored in the Senate by Mark Warner and John Thune. So this is really the establishment wings of both the Republican and the Democratic Party. And um, when you look at this restrict act, it sends a chill down your spine. Why? Because it's a remedy that is far worse than the disease. You might think that this is a bill to uh, ban TikTok. And in fact, Josh Hawley, um, I think, thought it was exactly that. Josh Hawley has been crusading for banning TikTok. And then it seems he finally read the Restrict Act and he goes, I'm not quoting him, the problem with the Restrict Act is it doesn't ban TikTok. It gives the president a whole bunch of new authority and it does nothing to stop the CCP just ban TikTok. So seemingly Holly's saying I would prefer a different law that is narrowly tailored to TikTok. But I want to focus on this Restrict Act because of how creepy it really is. Uh, it is an act that defers an enormous amount of authority to the executive branch. And think of how little we can trust the executive branch. We're talking here about Joe Biden himself, and we're talking about his national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, and we're talking about his secretary of commerce. So this is a, basically a baleful, untrustworthy crew. And what are they given the authority to do? It turns out they're given the authority to make a kind of national security assessment of, you guessed it, all of social media, the entire Internet. We're not even just talking about Twitter and Facebook, Meta and YouTube and TikTok. We're talking about, uh, VPNs. We're talking about, uh, all kinds of, um, um, cryptography. We're talking about all sorts of software programs that, that, um, the internet functions on. Basically, it's a wide open field. The, um, the law is very vaguely worded. The president and the secretary of commerce are in charge of a quote, Setting up a, quote, systematic framework to track, quote, certain transactions. What's a transaction? Basically a dealing between two or more people on anything at all. And... It is all in the name of protecting the national security, but who gets to decide what the national security is? There's almost unlimited discretion for the president, the national security advisor, and the secretary of commerce. Yeah, they decide the national is a threat to national security, and then what does it do? It gives the the president and it gives his team the uh, an unbelievable amount of power. Uh, they have the right, for example, to. Um, to, sur- to do surveillance, they have the right to do confiscation, they have the right to seize your property and your devices on the basis that they, quote, pose an unacceptable risk to national security. But again, national security is not defined here as someone attacking us. It can be that if you question elections, you pose a threat to national security. If you provide information that they deem false about a virus, you are a threat to national security. If you um, a call for Republicans to rise up and organize, you can be, a, oh, that's a threat to national security. This is a prelude to an insurrection. So in other words, this is an almost unlimited grant of power. Think of it as a Patriot Act for the internet, and nothing could be in a way more scary because of the way that the Patriot Act has been abused in the time since 9-11 time and time again. The Patriot Act has been invoked to do surveillance on Americans who are not even suspected of committing any crime, collecting their data, snooping on their private activities, looking at their banking information, and then also uh, going after people uh, in many cases where the government itself is the orchestrator and driver of the plot. Uh, so uh, the Patriot Act is now totally discredited. If it were up to me, I would get rid of it completely. Uh, and the idea of extending it as this, as it extends it here, look at, the, look at the penalties under this so-called Restrict Act. Penalties for things the government doesn't want you to do are between $250,000 and a million dollars and imprisonment, quote, for not more than 20 years or both. So in theory, the, the crimes under this, um, this restrict act uh, can get you 20 years in prison as well as a million dollars in confiscated funds. So, uh, the, the bill itself doesn't, is not specific to TikTok. Uh, it's, it's specific to the entire network of communications that we loosely call the web or the internet. It gives government way too much power. The remedy is far more dangerous than the disease. I'm perfectly happy to live with TikTok. In fact, I'm unclear whether I even support the idea of banning TikTok by itself but I certainly don't support the Restrict Act. It's a terrible idea, and I hope it goes down to defeat.
1: And I got myself on I ain't ready for the altar But I do agree there's times When a woman sure can be a friend of mine Well, I keep on
2: thinking
3: So when the history of cable news is written, I'm assuming anyone bothers to write it, but if it ever is written, Glenn Beck will have his own chapter as possibly the greatest synthesizer of big ideas ever to appear on camera. And a lot of people have made fun of Glenn Beck over the years for that, but if you go back and watch the tape, you will find out that maybe more than any other person on television, Glenn Beck got it right again and again and again. So we thought tonight is the perfect opportunity to hear from him. He's the co founder of Blaze Media, he's just written a book called The Great Reset. And he joins us now for an overview of what we're watching. Glenn Beck, thank you so much for coming on tonight. How, how, how thank you. It's would you very interpret kind of you this? to say? Well it's true.
1: So let me, I've got a couple of things here for you. Um, Let me just go through. I'm going to bring, a, I think, a different perspective to this. We have the banking crisis. They say it's fine. It's just beginning. We, um, yesterday, we had the Saudis and uh, Brazil and um, uh, China enter a deal to where The petrodollar is over. Brazil and China are gonna uh, trade in their own currency. That's the beginning of the end of our currency. That means a dollar collapse. That means we become Venezuela. We will have war with China. We will have war with Russia and Iran. Uh, We have the restrict bill. We have social media and our NSA and everybody else in bed with each other, silencing people. We of course have the raccoon dogs, which we all know is bull crap. Um, And now this week, we have a new uh, gun grab that they're trying to do. Um, Biden and his family taking money from the Chinese. What do you think this Donald Trump thing is really all about? The American, the America that we knew, the fundamental transformation that started in 2008 is finished. We are no longer viewed as a superpower. We are now a, a an elderly what well, we're Joe Biden just walking into the twilight. What this is all about, I believe, is trying to inflame this country is in, in they've wanted violence from the right from the beginning. They can't yeah. wait it. They need it because if we strike out Look at January 6th, the day they're letting the shaman out of prison because it was all trumped up. Thank you, Tucker Carlson, for uh, revealing this. The day they're letting him out, they do this to Donald Trump. They want you to strike out. Why? Because then they can close the cage. I'm going to make another prediction for you, uh, Tucker. You said I got it right. Well, everything I've been talking about since 08, this is the time. I'm gonna make a prediction. By 2025, we are going to be at war. We are going to have a new dollar, a currency that probably is coming from the central bank. We'll have a currency collapse, uh, and we will live in a virtual police state. I know that might sound crazy to a lot of people. It's not far off. The, The Bill of Rights is gone. Nobody is paying attention. Where are the Republicans? Where are the decent Democrats that can see this is, this is insanity. Donald Trump, the reason why this is going to um, help Donald Trump. And that's why I don't think they're doing it. So he can't run. They're doing it because they want people to strike out. Please turn to God, repent, pray for our country, pray for peace, put on the full armor of God. But here's what's really what they miss. Donald Trump is not even a person anymore. He is a symbol. He is a symbol of the average everyday guy that keeps getting screwed every single time, watches other people Screw up big banks, screw up their companies, and get away with it. They see people all the time doing stuff that they know if they did, they'd be in prison for 20 years. But because they're not part of the elite, they get away with it. Donald Trump has taken arrow after arrow, and that's why this is the way the average American feels tonight. Yeah. I hope that there's a few republic or Democrats out there, but this guy has been taking the bullets for the average person now for years, and people on the right feel like he's the only guy that really gets what the f- people are feeling, and it's uh, it's not gonna it's not gonna end well. Uh, for the Democrats in the next election. It's just not. I don't know if Donald Trump is the winner or not, but I will tell you this. You're not going to stop 100 million people. This country is in shambles. And there's going to be 100 million people that will walk on broken glass and through fire to vote for someone Other than this corrupt banana republic administration.
3: That's, I think, exactly right. Glenn Beck, wow. I'm going to be processing that for a couple days. I really appreciate your coming on tonight. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Tucker. Thank you.
3: Subscribe to the Fox News YouTube channel to catch our nightly opens stories that are changing the world and changing your life. From Tucker Carlson tonight.
2: Warning, the TikTok ban is a Trojan horse, and you better watch out. Now, the TikTok social media app, it's grown super fast. It's been an escalating lightning rod of debate in the United States. And now there's two bills that are about to go into laws that will restrict TikTok. But of course, you know, it's just for your protection. Of course, right? But... Digging into this bill, it's a Trojan horse. It's a wolf in sheep's clothing, and it's possibly the most freedom-restricting law that's ever been put forth. And I don't mean to overhype this, but it's the Patriot Act on steroids. It's times a million, and it's definitely not about your protection so in this video i'm going to break down why they're telling us that they're cracking down on TikTok. then i'm going to break open these new bills i'm going to show you exactly what they're saying in their own words i'm going to explain what this means the dangers it poses to your freedom and yes even your money it's that big it's that sweeping and then i'm going to tell you what you can do to stop this now before it's too late so let's go All right, welcome back. If you're new to the channel, my name is Mark Moss, and I make these videos to change the way you think about money, because almost everything you've learned is wrong. And we're going to talk about, yeah, social media today. But like I said, this bill is so big and sweeping that it's even about your money. TikTok, it's being banned. It's being banned in the United States. And this is, of course, like I said, for our safety. Um... But I think it's part of a much bigger, a much darker plan that the U.S. government has to control the flow of information and communication and even our money. I've been talking a lot about, you know, disinformation, misinformation, malinformation. It's the number one topic in Davos. It's all over the news for protect the democracy, all those things. And they need to control the flow of information. Money is information. And this new bill Is the most dangerous thing I've I've seen put forth. As a matter of fact, it was probably not even a year ago, I told some of the guys here in my video studio, I told my wife, I think that in the next two years, I may not be able to live in the United States and do what I do anymore, which is saying things that are critical about the government. And that's what this bill is going through will do. I may not be able to remain here. And do what I'm doing anymore. And a lot of other people just like me. So let's dig in. Let's dig into these two new bills. There's two of them. There's called the Data Act and the Restrict Act. Now, the Restrict Act is probably the most restrictive. So let's take a look at that. But first, why? Why are they telling us? Why do they want to restrict TikTok? Or at least, like I said, why do they say they need to keep us safe? Safe from what? Well, safe from spying on us, right? Because TikTok is spying on us. Well, it's almost certainly a PR move. I mean, it's definitely true that the, the Chinese Communist Party, the Chinese government, exercises the right to control over the country's you know technology and industry. Um, and there's almost nothing that TikTok can do to prove to American users that the data isn't vulnerable to the Chinese government surveillance in some way. Right? So we know that. But... Our phones, our apps, they already track everything. They already track everybody, and everybody from Comcast to the DMV already sells your personal information. The police and anyone else that wants to buy your movement data can buy it. Now, much of what the Chinese authorities would likely want from TikTok, including very detailed geolocation data, is already available from American data brokers. Now there's more concrete evidence of this. We saw Tim Horton was secretly tracking their app users, tracking them more than TikTok does, and they were caught. They were caught using its mobile app to collect vast amounts of sensitive data, location data, in violation of Canadian privacy laws, and they were sued in a class action lawsuit and to make up for tracking their users' location data, recording all their movements every few minutes, even when the app was closed, the chain just said, eh, we'll give the affected users a free coffee and a donut. How's that? <laughs> That's, so it already happens. Now, what about the moderation bias? So then you hear that, You know, in China, they only allow people to see good, uh, constructive, um, educational content. But in the United States, they lead us full down this degenerate path, right? There's claims of that, that TikTok's a Chinese Communist Party propaganda channel. And according to leaked documents, it does look like TikTok has clearly had moderation biases in the past. So we can see examples like where Tiananmen Square videos were being suppressed. For example, China doesn't want that, it's shown. We can also see how China censors references to drugs, but in the U.S., they're allowed on the network, but that's because of the laws and that's cultural differences. It's certainly possible because, you know, many states and agencies have now banned TikTok on government devices, so maybe they know something that we don't know. Now, I'm not an advocate for TikTok. Uh, I think it probably does more harm than good. It probably turns our kids' brains to mush. It definitely for sure ruins their attention span. So I'm not here to champion for TikTok. But I'm going to show you the Trojan horse because this is potentially the scariest thing I've seen. Like I said, potentially, I will not be able to do what I'm doing here. So what are we really trying to do? Are we just trying to copy China? China has this social credit score system, the whole rest of the world seems to want. So are we going to copy them? You know that China has something called the Great Firewall. And the Great Firewall is a firewall that protects their citizens from the Internet that the free world has, the West, right? It protects their citizens from the likes of Facebook and Instagram and other Western ideas that could corrupt their own people. Is this what the U.S. wants? The U.S. wants to build its own Great Firewall? Well, probably. They probably do. The number one problem is misinformation. How do we stop it? Well, we have to block all communication, right? So let's dig into this bill. Let's see what's lying beneath the surface and the dangers and the risks that it poses. So if, if I dig into the bill, it's much deeper. It's much darker than what it seems on the surface. It is, always is. All these government bills always hide All kinds of garbage on the inside. But to really understand this, first, we have to go all the way back in history to 2001, to the Patriot Act. And the Patriot Act was put into place, of course, when the World Trade Centers were taken down. And the Patriot Act was a sweeping bill that gave the government all types of control. Another way to say it was when the government has all types of control, it took away lots of our freedoms. As a matter of fact, the Patriot Act was probably the single most... uh, probably the most comprehensive bill that took our freedoms away in one single act. Now, I could make an entire video just on that. Maybe I would if you leave me a comment down below and ask for that. But for the purpose of what we're trying to look at here, let's just look at this Restrict Act. So uh, to understand the Restrict Act, we have to look at some definitions that were put in place in the Patriot Act. So, for example, a definition called critical infrastructure. So what is that? Well, critical infrastructure is defined as systems and assets, physical or virtual, so vital to the United States that the incapacity or destruction of such systems and assets would have a debilitating impact on security, national economic security. Remember that, national economic security, national public health or safety, or any combination of these matters. (laughs) It's always for your safety, right? Now, information and communications technology products or services basically relates to uh, products or services uh, as well as hardware, software, or other product or service primarily intended to fulfill or enable to function an in information or data processing, storage, retrieval, communications by electronic means, including transmission and storage display. So basically everything. Now, one more definition, the transaction. What's a transaction? Well, for the purpose of the bill, a transaction is anything By anyone. (laughs) The definition of transaction includes software updates, uh, provision of data hosting services. Now, this is very broad, and it can be um, interpreted a bunch of different ways. So for example, this could include updating a Bitcoin node or running a Bitcoin data center, Bitcoin mining, a Bitcoin wallet, it could affect your money, your Bitcoin cryptocurrency, the ability to transact, but it's way bigger. It's way bigger than that. Now, Now that we've already established some terms, let's dig into the bill. All right, so the Restrict Act is not just limiting TikTok, okay? That's what it is on its face. What's really below this Restrict Act is it gives the government authority over all forms of communication, domestic and abroad, and it grants powers to enforce any mitigation measure to address any risk to national security now and in any potential future transaction. Wow, it's pretty big. It's pretty sweeping. So what happens if you or I are designated as a national security threat? Well, they can now access all of your information to confirm that. Yep, they can look at everything. And it allows the Director of National Intelligence and Secretary of Commerce the authority to universally designate new foreign adversaries without any due process, such as notifying Congress, a 15-day window to notify the president. It also requires a joint resolution of Congress to overturn it. So these people, not elected, these non-elected officials, have the right to unilaterally, universally designate you a foreign adversary, a threat without any due process, and it would require a joint resolution of Congress to overturn that. Now, since uh, foreign individuals can now also be U.S. citizens, so we can be foreign individuals now, And if we were deemed to be a national security threat, and of course, once designated, the bill grants authority to enforce any action deemed necessary to mitigate the threat. Like I said, with no due process and very few limits on punishment. All right. The restrict act will allow the government to access all the data on your video devices. If it's a service that uses over 1 million people, which includes pretty much all the main ones, your iPhone for sure, uh, services like Ring doorbell, in-home security cameras, things like that, they can access all that. And if you use a VPN to try to get around this, if you're caught using a VPN or any other privacy device, well, after the federal government detains you with no due process... And that to mitigate the immediate threat that you pose, they can then give you a million-dollar fine and 20 years in prison and forfeiture of everything that you own. How dare you use a privacy app like a VPN? You don't have the right to use a VPN. We have to see everything. And if you use something like that, we can put you in prison for 20 years, take every asset that you own, and fine you a million dollars. And... The act also grants unlimited hiring power to positions of enforcement so they can continue to grow at any level they want, at any speed, any time. They can hire unlimited amount of people to enforce this. They have unlimited funds with little to no review, and they have immunity to FOIA requests, Freedom of Information Act. So we, the people, are the government. The government is public servants for us. We Are private citizens the government are public servants we are private citizens they are public servants we have the right to know everything about the government they have no right to know anything about us and because of that we have something called the Freedom of Information Act and we are supposed to be able to file this FOIA request and get any information that we want on them the public government but this has unlimited funds no review and immunity You don't have the right to see what they're doing. Now, we got to bring this into attention. We have to tell our elected officials that we do not support this Restrict Act. All right, so what's really at stake here? Now, if you want to understand what the Restrict Act is, just think about uh, the most Orwellian, evil, and repressive things that are in the Patriot Act, and then times it times a trillion. It's easily the most totalitarian piece of legislation in the history of the United States. Now, there's a whole host of people that are behind this bill, Republicans and Democrats. There's too many that I'm going to read off on this right now, but I am going to put a list down below in the description. And I want you to go read it because they certainly don't deserve your, uh, your vote. But even more importantly, they deserve phone calls. They deserve letters. They deserve to be blasted on social media for going along with something like this. It's, 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 it's apparent. We already know the communist Chinese party wants to control your thoughts, control your speech, control your communication, control your ability to transact. But now the United States wants that as well. Not only your, your thoughts, your speech, not only your communication, they want to control your ability to transact your finances. They want to be able to now regulate Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies out of existence. And this isn't just for us people. All right. This isn't just for U.S. people in the U.S. This is globally. All right. Now, back to TikTok, which is, of course, where this entire outrage, where this bill seemingly started. So what do you think? Now, I can't rule out the idea that banning TikTok would in some way make America safer from foreign threats. Right. Uh, People people have made the same argument to justify everything from outlawing encryption to gelling whistleblowers. At the end of the day. You and I, we have to decide and choose between safety and freedom. Like Benjamin Franklin famously said, those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. Now look, this is not a test. This is for real. This is the battle for the fate of humanity, and it is dialing up right now. The world that you live in, the world that you will live in, For your kids and your grandkids, the one that they're going to live in, it depends on how these bills and laws shape up right now. So it's up to you to speak up, discuss this, share it. Talk to your friends, your family, your coworkers. Talk about this. Share it, spread it, share this video, and call and write your lawmakers. It's that important. So you can either go back to sleep As I said, you can choose to ignore reality, but you can't ignore the consequences of reality. And this is reality. This bill is going into place. It's not about TikTok. It's a Trojan horse. Hopefully, you'll share it. Now, leave me a comment. Let me know what you think. Is this something? Can you be vocal about this? Can you speak up? It doesn't take a majority to prevail, but rather a small, irate minority keen on setting brush fires in the minds of men. Will you be one of the minority to set the brush fires in the minds of men? Give me a yes in the comments below if you're still listening. If you've gotten through this rant, of course, give me, give me a thumbs up if you liked it. And check me out at the Bitcoin conference. I'll be speaking there. Um, coming up here very soon, there's a link down below to get a discount on tickets. And if you message me and let me know you bought a ticket with my code, we'll organize a little special meetup for you. That's what I got. Thanks so much for listening to your success. I'm out.
3: The neoliberal establishment has decided it can't win arguments. Nobody wants what they're selling at all. So why even bother to convince anybody? So instead, they're going right to force. And you're seeing that all over our country. And one of the ways they're inflicting force on people, inflicting pain, is through civil suits. Bring them to civil court because anyone can file a lawsuit. And so there are a lot of well-funded lawsuits trying to shut people up or punish them for stepping out of line. And here's the latest example. This has not gotten enough coverage. So, Tara Reid once worked for Joe Biden. He sexually assaulted her, and she made possibly the mistake of saying so out loud. You're not allowed to do that. So, in retaliation against her, the New York Times posted her social security number on her website. Can you imagine the ramifications of that? So, Tara Reid sued the New York Times because you can't put people's social security numbers on a website. But a federal judge has now ruled against Tara Reid and said that she has to pay the legal fees of The New York Times. So they're still trying to crush her. And we think it's wrong. She joins us now. Thanks so much for coming on. Did, did I misstate any of that? I mean, it seems like you came out and accused the sitting president of a sex crime. And we've spoken a great length about this on the air. And I don't think there's any question that it happened. You said so at the time. And now they're trying to hurt you for saying that. That's what it looks like to me.
4: Um, Yes, this is just one of the many things that they've done, you know, to try to silence me. Um, But yeah, the um, lawsuit that I filed was because on the first story that they did, the New York Times, and you know, they used me as a basically a whipping post all of 2020 to try to silence and discredit me. But the first story was on Easter Sunday. And I was woken up very early in the morning by a friend who lived back East and said, hey, the online story on New York Times, has your your congressional ID showing your social security number. We need to get it down. It took a few hours. We got it down and um, they did comply with taking it down, but it was very, it was very awful. So I did try to file a lawsuit. Um, I lost. uh, The judge ruled that it was in the public interest uh, to print it. And um, I then was slapped with um, attorney's fees from New York Times upwards close to um, over $71,000. So...
3: Yeah. So you are not a rich person, I know, from our conversations. Yeah. Um, so just two quick questions. How is it in the public's interest for The New York Times to publish your Social Security number of all, of all private things?
4: Well, suddenly, um, I guess there was a great interest in freedom of speech, so in freedom of the press. So freedom of the uh-huh. press would be the impetus for that um, and, and sort of a, a more of a legal argument. And I, I don't want to bore your audience with all of that, but there's been different ways um, that the, uh, you know, Biden administration has come after me. They've come after me with the DOJ with sealed warrants on my Twitter, which are of record and had there's been uh, you know a little bit of press about that. Um, they took my you know com- communications on Twitter and all of that so yeah it's been um, you know watching Joe Biden take a wrecking ball to my I've been experiencing this wrecking ball to my life, but now I've been watching the last couple of years take a wrecking ball to the United States, um, including you know the proxy war that Russia and NATO uh, that that NATO is, and U.S. is fighting against Russia, you know, yep. and upwards of $100 billion going over there when we have dire circumstances here. So all of those things that I talked about, that I criticized um, Joe Biden about, besides uh, the awful experience of being sexually assaulted by him when I was a Senate staffer in 1993, um, you know, are, people are seeing just the true Joe Biden of how corrupt this regime is. And um, if there needs to be any regime change, it doesn't need to be in other countries. It needs to happen here. Now, I agree.
3: I agree. We're seeing how cruel and ruthless they are. And not only they, they don't believe all women, they will hurt women who disobey, and you're
4: a perfect example. And, and further, Tucker, you know, the New York Times has become, the legacy media has become like an arm of the Biden administration, yeah. like the DOJ and the FBI. I mean, look at what just happened to Matt Taibbi, who testified about, you know, the different ways that they were trying to suppress U.S. citizen speech and using um, taxpayer money to do it and control yeah. the conversation and control the narrative. He got visited by an IRS agent the day of his testimony. So <laughs> They send know, the IRS I, to I, your I, house. Yeah.
3: yeah. No, I'm not. So we're all waiting for that. And I know that you are. You, well, you're living it now. Terry thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it.
4: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
3: Subscribe to the Fox News YouTube channel to catch our nightly opens stories that are changing the world and changing your life. From Tucker Carlson tonight.